Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. Kai, I have a complaint. What's your complaint? So I, I walked into Fanon HQ today and I and I and I go into the kitchen and you took down the lazy lion NFT and replaced it with commissioned Vor art. Why? Why did you do that? <laughs> did you take the money out of the anchor and use it to buy Vor art? <laughs> I might have. I, I, I might have also that stolen the, the three on wacky digits. Oh, darn. Kai. I mean, my, on, my, man. my Vor art's way better. Jesus fucking Kai, we need to talk about this. I've come into my oh. office at Fanon HQ and I have found commission Vor art specifically for you i can see that it's for you because it's framed and on the frame there is literally a metal plaque that says for kai bartholomew can we can damn we i must have dropped that Dro yeah you dropped damn. it by hanging it up in my office very neatly at a correct <laughs> angle and balancing it accordingly i yeah i on, i dropped kai. it when i was coming in through the window kai <laughs> Kai, wait, I don't want a picture of Dobby voring Hagrid in my office. I really don't need this. I love that. That's my I don't know. Favorite. I think you need you it. it. Are you sure that? Are, Do you Kai. want it in your office? Yeah. Matt? Okay. Okay. Hold on. You, gonna, you guys can just exchange. It, I can put yeah, it next yeah. to the eighty-three other variants of it that I already made. All right, Matt. I'm, I'm coming over. I'm coming over to you right now. All right. Hold on. Let me just. Okay. All right. I'm coming over. Coming over. Yo, hey, what's up? Describe it for the audience. <laughs> Do I have to? All yeah, eighty-three of them. Describe it. All eighty-three of them. That's what this episode's about. Okay. Yep. Well, first we have big man in a little teeny penis, which is the cockvore variant. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Then mm. we've got get in my belly, which is the alternate universe version of Dobby, where he is Hagrid sized and Hagrid is Dobby sized. Oh, classic. Then next to that one, mm. we have getting my tiny belly, which is the one where Dobby is Dobby sized and Hagrid is Dobby sized. Then we have um, Big Bar of Titty in my belly, which is where they're both Hagrid sized. Wow. Okay. Keep going. Then we, <laughs> then we have one where it's not Dobby, and there's nothing to do with Dobby or Hagrid in this Dobby Vor one. It's just. It's just Ron killing Draco with a water gun. Hmm. Avant-garde. Yes, very avant-garde. You can see back here there's um Draco's father uh getting pegged by Snape, which is I think very important to the overall narrative of that one. Then we've got Dobby pegging Draco's father with the same Ron killing Draco in, in the in the foreground. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. But there's also a little hagger that he's waiting to for. And then there's <laughs> about 74 other versions of that just continuing with Draco's father getting pegged by Dobby, but with Hagrid in various states of having been vored or about to be vored by Dobby at the same time. It's, it's a frame-by-frame -frame recreation of an animated yes, it's, sequence. it's three seconds of animation. If you, yeah, if you put them all in a nice stop-motion, you know, time frame, we get a, we get a picture of Dobby pegging Draco's father and also boring Hagrid. Welcome, so you think you can fan him? <laughs> no, I fan wanted to add something. I wanted to add something. Oh, 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 you have you have to add something else? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta describe these lovely artworks. Um, mm -hmm. they're they all have oh, we're different. Just, we're just going uh, on with it. Yeah, we are. They, they all have different color schemes, like Andy Warhol paintings. But when you actually like put them in the animation. It's just like psychedelic color changes. Hey, hold on, Kai. I found another one that's in here. Uh, it's actually two of them. It's. Oh, oh wait, hold on. I'm layering them together. Did you get 3D anaglyph Vor Art Commission? Uh, Hagrid you and Dobby. It. You know it. <laughs> hold it's on, my let me get favorite. My... Oh damn. Okay, there's a lot of depth in this one. All right. Um, I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go put those in the shredder. Uh, what are we? What are we doing today? No, in the put it in Sergio's HQ? office. Okay, put it in. Why Sergio's are you putting it in my in office? Because <laughs> we need them everywhere. All right, I'll I'll be right back. I'm gonna go put them in Sergio's <laughs> office. No, you ain't. 
Let's go in mine. Oh no. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. Uh, Matt just beat the shit out of me for the 3D Hanagle. Alright, now that I so have usurped, stupid. now that I've slapped you with my cock 84 <laughs> times, the same awesome. number of Vor Dobby eating Hagrid artwork. Let's start this fucking episode, because it's been five minutes. It's been five minutes. It's been five minutes in episode time. But today, we are going to return to our roots and read some crack fix. Yeah. Up first, yeah. we yes. have Breaking Wind by Marty1013, a Twilight crack fix, as he, as he has written it out for, for us. All right, let's take a look-see here. Uh, we had so many links here. All right. Uh, oh, hold on. I, I want to pause for a second. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Very important, because I think it's very good. According to Marty's bio... 48-year-old Harry Potter, Buffy, Dark Hunter, Black Dagger, Brotherhood oh. fan. 48? I have, I have three kids, one of whom passed what? away almost eight years ago. God rest what? their heart. Twin almost 6.3 years old granddaughters. Flame away, just don't sue me. Damn. They go hard. Damn. Oh, their, their, favorite peace book, their favorite book is Kin by Frank Herbert. Wow. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I, I just. I just thought hmm. I, I was looking for their their pronouns, but I couldn't find any. So I just. Yeah. That's a. Uh, that's cool. His son's right, name let's, was let's Jonathan. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Jonathan. And he died at seventeen yes. of sister and Corey process. because we also have Rip Corey. Well done. Rest Shall rip all of them. All right, so we're we're starting with the Twilight one. Yes, yes. Breaking wind. All right, breaking I, I, wind. I, I have by... to be Bella. I... Yeah, yeah, you it's, do have it's to be part Bella. of the trademark. Uh, Kai, as registered sexy man, I think that you have to be Edward. Sweet. I, I was going to suggest that that Kai be Edward. He's got the hair for it. I'm I'm the sexy vampire. Yeah, it, it's classified. I'm I'm. I, I don't make the rules Michael, is this here. some roundabout way of becoming the werewolf boy? Is, it, is that what your game was? His name is no, Jacob. No, not really. I just, I just felt it made sense, given that Sergio always plays the women. Therefore, Kyber always has to play the love interest. It's, it's, it's just true. part of our, it's just part it's of our curriculum here. Established okay. lore. God, <laughs> this was published in 2010. Yeah, you're yep. going to start getting old. This is like Tommy Maybe era. 2010 was 14 years ago. Oh, no. <gasps> okay. Breaking Wind. By account is abandoned. Pliss unfollow. What is a sparkly vampire to do if he has a bad case of butt gas? Rated T for bathroom humor. <laughs> there stood... Edwardio, looking into her window, watching her while she slept. Now, most people would find this scary and call the police, but oh, not Belle, uh. She enjoyed Edwardio watching her like a creeper 24 fucking 7. It helped her sleep soundly. This night would probably be no different if she hadn't been awoken by a loud noise. (laughs) We're gonna get so much use out of that. Bella! Awoke with a start, seeing Edwardio looking at her, surrounded by a cloud of gas. I'm so confused. I... Yeah, where the <laughs> fuck are we? Yeah, where are you? Matt, what are what you, you reading? Uh, we're reading Breaking Wind, are we not? Yeah, but I don't see this. this this text. Yeah, Breaking I don't wind, see what you begins. just read. Breaking Wind... <laughs> The gas begins. Bella awoke with a start. What? Oh. No, I I reloaded it from not being the mobile version of the website. That might be why. Oh. How do you do That's that? Weird. Oh, what? I just looked it up on fanfic.net. It's completely different, not on mobile. Um, it's yeah, it's the same weird. one by Marty 1030, right? Uh yeah oh wow this is interesting 10, no 13. I no I said this is account is abandoned please unfollow well that's weird 
Now I'm scared. There's two called Breaking Winds. <laughs> two. Yeah, the the one oh, that I no. sent to Fan HQ is the one that we're looking at by Marty Ten. I didn't realize these were two totally different. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's right. There is another Twilight fanfiction called Breaking Wind. It's maybe we okay. should <laughs> maybe we should scrap the other fanfic we had and just read both Breaking Winds. <laughs> no, we're, uh, <laughs> we gotta read them. We could just call it Breaking Wind, and we'd reveal that there are two different Breaking Winds. I like it. Uh, okay, I, you, I just what, want to say, say we're not, not going to read it. In uh, in the other Breaking Wind, uh, Eduardo uh, drives an SSV, stupid shiny Volvo. <laughs> oh, I found the other one. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. We have. I have both of them right here. This is. This is really scary, honestly. Okay, this is so, like discovering that there's a crack addict living in your wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, all right, here's the thing. We might have to return to this account because they also have Twilight the Real Story. Klutz Girl meets Sparkly Vampire, gets in a fight with Chuck Norris, and the rest is history. <laughs> True. It's only 388 words. Well, we'll have to come back to this. All right. Off to the real breaking wind. Excuse yeah. me. That's <laughs> Fascinating. That was this so is weird. We were all fascinating to me. saw the title of Breaking Dawn. We're like, now Hee-hee. hold on, hold on. I read to you the name of the author from the other one. Why didn't you say anything then? I thought that was part of the author's note. I thought it was part of the author's note too. Okay. I just figured, eh, it's fine. No, no. The actual fanfiction.net account of what I just read is called "Accounts is abandoned." Yeah, plus, I'm following. I can see yeah, that. We, we did find that. That's re- <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Breaking wind by Marty Ten Thirteen. <laughs> Disclaimer: I really don't own Twilight. I thought I did, but in fact, my daughter just owns the book. She charges me to read them. The little shyster. I don't own the plot of the Acclamation Diaries. That's boo-boo underscore kitty. I do own a slightly disturbed mind. Have three teenagers and one Chevy Cavalier that needs new brakes. Two of those three are negotiable to the right person. <clears throat> Author's note. I started this little one-shot a couple months ago when I was rereading the Acclamation Diaries by boo-boo underscore kitty. I was inspired by the one line listed below and just could not get the idea out of my head. Seriously, the damn plot bunny bone... Done bit the hell out of my ankles until I finished this baby. I emailed Miss Boo Boo underscore Kitty for permission to use her line as my inspiration, and she was more than pleased to do so. I hope I've done her proud with this little ditty. I so recommend her writing to everyone. It's wonderful, imaginative, and funny as hell. Go and read. I command you. I assumed everyone in the house knew what was happening because Bella couldn't break wind in her sleep without Emmett giggling from another part of the house. Excerpt from the Acclamation Diaries by Boo Boo Kitty. Leave me alone, people. Hell, leave me indecipherable random words to keep me busy during my insomnia episodes. I really don't mind, but enjoy. I hope. Now, <clears throat> breaking wind proper. I worshipped the ground she trod upon. I adored every breath she took. She dazzled me with a look, a glance, a whisper of movement. I loved my Bella with every fiber of my stone-like being, and I swore my dead heart skipped a beat when I received even a simple smile from her. But I'll never feed her three bean chili casserole before she spent the night in my house again while sleeping next to me. (laughs) My nose hairs, not having been used to filter dirt and dust from the air like a living human. My nose hairs. curling up in protest while I tried to roll away from my Bella without actually leaving her arms. Do you know how hard that is? Every time I nudged back away from the explosion, she'd wriggle her cute little ass back onto my body and I was trapped by a 120-pound woman who was gassing me out of my own goddamn bed while she just snored softly (laughs) with a little smile on her lovely face. The passing of gas. Every three to seven minutes wasn't the worst, though. Neither was watering of my eyes, which hadn't happened since 1918. No, it was the reaction to my family, my loving, supportive, pain-in-the-ass family. Especially Emmett. As vampires, we hear every little thing about a human body, from the quickening of the pulse to the blink of an eye. Emmett 
was giggling that demented brother of mine every fucking time Bella farted. The louder the fart, the louder Emmett's laugh. I whispered from my third floor bedroom to shut the fuck up. But no, he just cackled louder and harder. Bella fell asleep while curled up with me in front of the living room television, watching Young Frankenstein. I'd watched it in the theaters when it came out, as I had always enjoyed Mel Brooks' work. Damn. The first time it had happened, she blushed, beat red, excused herself, and gone to the bathroom. During that time, Emmett had laughed lightly, but thankfully not enough to gain Bella's attention. I carried her up to our room and tucked her in with me spooning behind her, a blanket folded between us, our normal sleeping arrangement. The symphony of flatulence started the second she became horizontal. Dude! We gotta have her eat more Mexican food. This is fucking awesome. My brother oh, no. was officially an idiot. The bear that killed him must have dropped him on his head a few too many times. He probably annoyed it too. I looked at the clock and cringed. It was only 3 a.m. She wouldn't wake up for another four hours, possibly five, and she'd only been asleep since 1 a.m. I thought Jane's torture was bad, but this was almost strong enough to knock out one of us. At least once Jane stopped deluging your body with pain, it was done. Bella's dark gift would require airing out of the entire third floor, <laughs> possibly the rest of the house. <laughs> For a minute, I considered calling the wolf pack to come over and absorb some of the stuff. <laughs> it's not like having them in the house could be any worse. The loud toots even made me laugh silently because they weren't as malodorous. But the quiet ones, the ones that took her a minute or more to pass. Oh my god. Oh god, they absorbed right into the blanket between us. Warming it. <laughs> I could feel the heat against my front end and I cringed. I finally found a cure for my perpetual heart on Bella breaking wind. I wondered if it would ever get a heart again, since right now it seemed to be trying to tunnel back into my body away from the smell and the heat. My poor penis. <laughs> Bella moaned a little in her sleep, and her ass moved. A warning that another blast was about to be unleashed. I held my breath and closed my eyes in dreaded anticipation. I heard Emmett cackling, and oh joy, Jasper was joining in. Evidently, Bella passing noxious odors helped relieve his bloodlust. <laughs> oh, I hate my brothers, and I wish I was an only child again sometimes. Well... Quite often, actually. Mm -hmm. Edward, yes, there. Love you. My love <laughs> whispered before blasting a wave of toxic stench so intense I can swear my eyebrows had been singed like a flamethrower. The blanket moved. It moved between us and warmed with instantaneous vigor. Oh. God, now the entire fucking family was laughing along with Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Epic. Fucking epic. So, it is true. Does a human chick fart when you fuck her up the ass? I can't believe that prick was paraphrasing. Jay! It's Bob! Shut up, asshole. You know she's asleep. Hey, maybe you're fucking her in her sleep. You can't seem to do it when she's awake, limp dick. I couldn't argue with that appellation right now. Poor Dick was currently curled up somewhere just below my lungs, leaving the balls to fend for themselves in this toxic holocaust. God, you suck, Emmett. Who cares if I suck? The question is, does Bella? I hate him. It's official. Rosalie will have a eunuch for a husband by 9 a.m. <laughs> Before the decision had been completely formed, I had an image from Alice that made me cringe. Even more, Rosalie doing the same to me, but using a nail gun to decorate the hood of the Aston Martin with my missing appendage. Fuck that. No one screws with my car. I had to get out of my room. I slipped my arm out from under Bella's pillow, leaned over the blanket destined for a landfill, and kissed her cheek lightly. I love you, baby, but I need to leave for a little bit. I never thought I'd actually need fresh air again, or that I'd actually miss the scent of her intoxicating blood. She frowned a bit in her sleep, but she didn't wake up. She mewed a little, but clasped the pillow I'd lay my head upon against her chest and curled back up. She snuggled her sweet little ass into the buffer blanket and let loose one more ripper. The blanket ruffled a little with the displacement of air, and 
Oh, God, it had my brother snorting in laughter once more, and I wondered if I could consider leaving as self-preservation instinct. I mean, if a candle were too close to the bed. Oh, I was so glad my family couldn't hear my thoughts. The window was open, wasn't helping, though, and it beckoned me, but I had to face the family sooner or later. I'd rather it was now while she slept. She'd be impossibly embarrassed if Emmett and Jasper said something to her in the morning. Carlyle was blocking his thoughts from me while I walked downstairs at a sedate, human pace. He had memories of his shift in the ER at the forefront of his mind. Although he was the patriarch of our little family, he had a bit of the trickster in him, too, and that deeply worried me at that moment. The family looked normal in the living room. Rosalie sat at my piano, writing a new composition, while Emmett and Jasper were in front of the television playing some war game on the Wii. Alice and Esme Wee. were busy at the dining room with china patterns. Carlyle was in his office reading. Everyone but Esme was wearing a clothespin on his or her nose. Hey, Eddie. There's an oxygen canister in the kitchen for you. <sighs> I don't know how to say that name. I'm not going to bother. Carlisle. Carlisle. Carlisle brought it from the hospital. <laughs> Carlisle. <laughs> Carlisle. <laughs> Emmett sucked. Now I could hear Carlisle laughing softly in his office as he unblocked his thoughts. Not you too, Carlisle. I can't help it, son. It's quite funny. I have something up here for her. If you'd like to give her some when she awakens in the morning. Carlisle wasn't even pretending to be reading now, waiting for me in his office. I rolled my eyes and threw a vase at Emmett and Jasper, but their vampire reflexes, they just continued their game while Emmett caught it and returned it to the coffee table. Assholes. Edward, language. As may child chided me softly, I mumbled an apology while glaring at my brothers. Yeah, Eddie, be a good boy for but ow, son of a bitch. Jasper winced when I pounced on him and Emmett at the same time, interrupting the game. I don't know who this line this is. This is Esme. <laughs> Boys, you'll wake Bella. That'd be dangerous. Then she'd come down here and gas us. Isn't there something in the Geneva Convention against cruel and unusual punishment? No, Emmett, that's for prisoners of war. You're just a prisoner of your own idiocy. And Rose. Images of Rose tying Emmett to their bed flooded my mind from both of them, and I shuddered as I raced up to my father's study. Honestly, I'm not sure which was worse, Bella's nocturnal emissions or their perpetual horniness. I entered Carlisle's study and sat across from him as he directed me to. I waited for him, vexed that he was blocking me again. I hated when he did that shit. I cocked my head as I heard another bout of flatulence and Bella moaning my name in her sleep as she rolled over. I bet this was a better teacher about physiology than anything you learned at Harvard. Oh, I think uh, I think that was uh, Carlisle's line. Oh, yeah, it's Carlisle then. Go, just go ahead. And, it's yeah, fine. Go, just go ahead and read your Edward line. How could she stand it? The question came out before I could stop myself. I thanked God she couldn't hear me. Humans normally cannot smell their own body functions. I'll try and rein your brothers in before she wakes, but be prepared that they might try and taunt her. I know. Over two hundreds years of existence between them, and they still act like toddlers sometimes, father. I sighed indulgently, teasing <sighs> the sentimental and verbal taunts, but we ignored them. I wondered what about my father was hiding from me. I have something for Bella to use, like I said. He reached inside his desk and slid the package across to me, fighting the smile he knew he yearned to let break free. Oh, go ahead and laugh. You're almost as bad as Tweedledum and Tweedledumer down there. Edward, we've rarely been able to tease you successfully due to your gift. You know it's not done maliciously. I sighed and ran my fingers through my hair as I eyed the name of the discreet box between us. Under easy, anti-flatulence underwear. I rolled my eyes. Tempted to grab the package, but refusing to give in. I'd rather you had bought home a gas mask for me. I knew my brothers. Hell, everyone but Bella could hear. My family didn't disappoint me. Both Jasper and Emmett were literally rolling around laughing. And I could only hope that they'd knock themselves out when their rock-like skulls crashed together on the floor. Dude, I can't wait till tomorrow. I'm making dinner. Emmett laughed diabolically and thought of all the foods he could make for Bella. I groaned at the images of cauliflower. Brussels sprouts and turnips danced in through my brother's uh -oh. head. In defeat, I grabbed the proffered box and returned to my bedroom. 
if worse came to worse, I would always, I could always uh, wear the underworld gas mask as she slept through her attacks. Huh. Did anyone get the other acclamation diary reference? Under easy are real. I ordered some for father. Needless to say, he was not as amused as the rest of us while he opened the package on his last birthday. I love this. This was really Damn. Fun. This was incredibly Actually funny. well written. Yeah, I'm, very I'm well impressed. Written. Oh yeah, anti-flatulence underwear does exist. What? How does it work? Mm. I think it just I, neutralizes I just it. Yeah, well, yeah. you could just put like a dryer sheet in your regular underwear. I mean, look, I I went to I went to the the depths of the internet, aka Reddit, to find some good haha funny fan fictions, and they did not disappoint. They certainly give a, they certainly gave us a good amount to work with. I just saw the line of uh, epic fucking epic. Does, does is it true that every girl that I fuck it, he has farts? <laughs> I just was like this is it. This is the one. Um, the, this this actually made. This actually made me think of two things. Um, first off is uh, about the, the world's qu quietest room. If you don't know about it, there is a testing chamber that Microsoft chambers. uses. to Yeah, the anti-echo chamber. It is negative 20 decibels ambient sound inside of it. It is so quiet that someone said that they can hear their mechanical heart valve ticking uh, while they're inside of it. Which is terrifying. What happens if yeah. I fart in it? It's gonna be super loud. You you can also hear all of the bodily sounds that you can't normally hear in inside of it. Mm -hmm. It's actually it would be a very quiet fart because there's no echo at all. Um. Also, Sergio, I, I I I'm sorry, but I learned about it in a class, so I'm obliged to correct your pronunciation. It's not anti-echo chamber; it's the anechoic chamber. Anech. I I I I I I now see that the. Other thing I yes. want to bring up is is that I, I I like despite this being a joke, I like that this actually a, like like tries to like talk about the uh, the downsides of having such like intense um, uh, senses. senses and the and the bad things that can happen regarding it. It reminds me of honest. the scene. Go ahead. I'm gonna be honest. This fic was made the relationship between Edward and Bella extremely relatable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he also yeah, was a creepy in this. <laughs> also, the fact that he like puts up with it, damn. Yeah, what a trooper. Yeah, great love story. Let's see. What was I? I was just gonna say something. But I think I forgot what I was gonna say. Eh, whatever. Whatever. Let's get on to the next one, shall we? But yes. before we do. I think that our audience mm -hmm. should listen to these messages. And we're back from those riveting messages. So, our second fan fiction of the day is Filler by AnnieGen21. The Animorphs have a serious problem. This new threat they're facing isn't long enough to fill a whole book. How will they cope? I thought I'd try my hand at an affection to parody, but, but be honest in your reviews. If this sucks, say so. Oh... Well, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll be the we'll judge of that. Also, from I... 2009. Yeah. Even older. This is, this is pain. This is Ancient hurting. history. We I should have uh, the... some of these to retro fanfic. We should. I, look, I, I saw this in, a, in, in the Reddit post that I was digging through them. There's a lot of Harry Potter ones in there, too. And I saw this. I was like, I know two people who really like Animorphs. Heck, I do, yeah. I do, I do, I do really like Animorphs. I've never actually read it, but I've I've watched tons of YouTube videos on it, and those have made me a fan of the the thing. I've I've read almost all of them. Um, some of them I've read multiple times. So you know, based we we in this, but that was like probably seventeen years ago. So you know, it's the been ancient a while. Texts, yes. Before seriously, before yes. Before we uh, mm -hmm. before we start, because these two know nothing about Animorphs. Kai, what is your favorite crazy ass Animorphs moment that will sound ludicrous to these guys if they don't? I, mean, I, I want to know the most bullshit. I can barely thing. remember, to be honest uh, with you. I, I want to hear the most bullshit thing that happens in Animorphs. That way, I can uh, have a better understanding of it. Well, I know okay. it's kind of fucked up. 
yeah it's fucked up it's an entire uh series about um a bunch of kids fighting a war between like alien races and they're given the power to morph into animals so i i i have i have two very i have two very specifically um so the first one uh so something that you need to know about what you're gonna mention (laughs) uh well i mean there is war crimes but 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 this this is not necessarily a war crime but what you need to know about the animorph power is that um any so so in your animal form any damage that you take will be healed when you turn back into a human so let's say you're like a honey badger and i cut off all your limbs while you may be shrieking in pain and bleeding out, if you turn back into a human being, you will be fine. But you have to live with the fact that you got all your limbs cut off. Now, that being said, there is a moment in Animorphs where they need to sneak into a building. So they turn into termites uh, to, you know, sneak into the walls. But there's another right. term there's another termite hive inside of it. And because they're like termites, they- their little termite brains are like, oh, we got to go to the-, the hive. But because they're outsiders the termites start fighting them and dismembering them and they all panic and um unmorph and come falling out of the wall but you know they got like shoot up and were being ripped apart to cause that reaction in the first place and then my then my second fucked up animorphs moment is that um so the villains of of the Animorphs are the Yerks. They're these like uh, these slugs that get inside of your brain. It's invasion of the body snatchers is basically what Animorphs is. The Yerks get into the the brains of somebody and control them. So a Yerk gets in the side of like some dude, and they get a hold of this time travel device, and they use it to make the Civil War. Uh, the Confederates win the Civil War. So Confederates win the Civil War. Alternate timeline: the main character of Animorphs owns the black girl in the the Animorphs group um, as a slave, <laughs> and then Animorphs God shows up and he gives them all back their memories. And he's like, "Oh, sorry for owning you." And she's like, "Don't worry, it's 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 cool." So they're like, "All right, we gotta go chase down a uh, d- dumb fuck and the yerk inside of them and fix the world." So they time travel back to the because they, they're they're chasing him throughout time. They go to um, the American Revolution and uh, a Hessian mercenary blows out the back of one of their heads with a blunderbuss, and then they like chop him into pieces for doing this. And they're 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 time traveling and they're like dying off. And eventually, I think it's I think it's Cassie who finally like corners the the yerk and the dude. And you'd think like, okay, the best way to to do this is to just make sure that the Yerk doesn't get in the guy's head or to try and travel back and stop him from getting the device. No, Cassie has a different solution. She makes sure that the dude's parents never meet, so he's wiped from existence. And this fixes the paradox, (laughs) and the Animorphs return back to normal. They all get revived, and that guy just doesn't exist anymore. And the author Hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. (laughs) Time out. Hold on. It's your time hold out on. moment. No, hold on. I, I, I was letting. I was trying to like let him, let him get to that point. But I, I want to time out just for a moment because you've wrapped, you've wrapped up the story and you're going to get into the author stuff. I just want to time out for a moment. Uh, animorphs. What's the demographic for animorphs? Like what? Kids. What is the uh, eight to twelve children? Children. Yeah. Okay. And you're telling me that in this, you're telling me that in this story, the main characters specifically that happen to also be kids get their yes. brains blown out. Yes. <laughs> a good way to think about animals dismembered. Is, imagine if it was a children's book written by the Warhammer authors who like writing about Tyranids. That's what Animorphs is. Okay, well, you're, you're saying stuff that I also don't understand because I'm not super familiar with Warhammer, but I get imagine the Imagine horrifying vast awfulness. Yeah, I just, here's you the, know, color I, for kids. I, I'm just wanting to make sure that I'm on the same page here by saying that there is an entire arc of this story where kids are just getting shot left and like just getting killed off left yep. and right. And yeah. it's just treated like a casual thing. Like, yeah. is, is there like, is there any moments of like grief of like, like oh, someone's yeah, always. getting shot? Yeah, always. Yeah. It's always okay. sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh I mean, God. they grieved for the dead friend and they, they, they got their, their revenge by murdering the mercenary in a brutal fashion. Now, I, I got to talk about the author's response to writing the story. So after she wrote the story, she said, no more time travel stories. Not because she 
showed all of the kids dying brutally and then wiped the dude from existence. No, time travel is just confusing. And then she proceeded to write three more stories about time travel. Yes. <laughs> kind of based, actually. She's an interesting person. Also, worth pointing out about the series, because um, I didn't realize it until Jake pointed it out to me, but um, it was all written pre-9-11, but it, like, delves into, like, the horrors of war. And my speculation with that is that um, the author's experiences were probably painted a bit by growing up during, like, the Vietnam era. It, they they no. definitely were, because I think she, she, she talks about that being the main message. But if you're wondering how she managed to get away with that stuff... It kind of uses the rule of, well, they're aliens, so who who cares? Like, the Animorphs yes. never kill, like, actual human beings. People. They usually just knock yeah. them out. But the aliens are just fair game to be torn apart and shot and blown up. I mean, the humans also... do die, but that's basically how they it kind of got around still being a kid's book. It was and also them, them, uh, them taking the 90s and too. early 2000s. That too. Things were different mm-hmm. back then. People also just never really sat down and actually read Animorphs to to, to complain about it. Because <laughs> I'm just wow. I'm it's wild. I, I also remember. I, I think I've seen this before that uh, the author is based as hell. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's got a trans kid. Yeah, she's very supportive of her trans kid. Um. She said if they ever do an Animorphs uh, children's movie, uh, the dismemberment has to stay in there. Like, it could still be like a four kids, but but, but the, the gore <laughs> and the dismemberment, that has yes. to still be in there. Which Got means it. she's based. She, I mean, she yes. is based as hell. I respect any any author who is based as hell like that and just is like, yeah, it's fucked up in it. That's cool. Oh, it's fucked up for a reason, though. It's fucked up for a reason. Gotcha. Because it, as I said, it's like very anti-war messaging. So it's like I don't know. Like we won, but Princess at Mononoke is, is super what you... like fucked up. Like like yes. like like when they when they win and they beat the bad guys, the bad guy tries to put the main characters on trial for war crimes. Like that's the that's <laughs> that's the kind of story that we're do, we're doing because the main character literally commits yerk genocide. In the yes. final battle, by flushing a bunch of them into space and killing five thousand of them, and now while well, you might go like, "Well, fuck the Yerks. they were trying to like take over humanity, they're a bunch of slug who can't," but he, but literally he committed genocide, and they're like, "Okay, well, you know, I, it, it's basically like pointing fingers, like, yeah, we did a bunch of fucked up stuff too, but you should also still be on the hook for it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm looking also because I didn't realize how many books there were. There were yeah, there's a lot. Four books. They're really short though. They're really tiny. Yeah, they're oh, not. Sure. They're not I, that I just, long. I just they're, wanted to say, I think it's really, it's really cool. They're like two hundred pages or less. Most of them are less, though. They each have different narrators. Yes, they do. They they rotate between the cast of characters. Also, those are the books that you saw when you were a kid that had like the fucked up looking transitions from human to animal on the cover. That yes, was those books. Those. Yeah. <laughs> Also, before we begin, I'm just going to get one quick little lore thing so we don't, because it happens in the first couple paragraphs. So the, uh, so obviously we talked about the Yerks, they're the slugs that take people over and are trying to take over the human race. And then there are the Andalites. The Andalites are like these centaur yes. aliens that uh, can naturally do the uh, the anamorphing. And they developed a technology to give it to other races. So an Andalite, at the beginning of the story, uh, before he dies, he gives all of the kids uh, the anamorphing power to fight against the Yerks. And they have an Andalite mm-hmm. part of their crew named Axe, who is introduced at the beginning of this thing. But and he talks right. in parentheses because yes. it, he uses like telepathy. Yeah, he can't because he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have a mouth. mouth. <laughs> That's based. He's just a Chad guy. He is a Chad. Yeah, he is actually a Chad. One of these days, you guys got to do a so you want to know on Animorphs. I want to read all of the books again first. So it'll I, be, I, 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 I will say, though, there is actually a four hour video that is just the so you want to know on Animorphs. I, I can say yes. the and it's really good. 
Isn't it by the people that did the Sonichu uh, and Tails? Ah, uh, yeah, the procrastinators. Yeah, the procrastinators. Yeah, Animorphs One Hundred One. You have no idea what you slept on. I highly recommend it. Shout out. I guess I will go check that out after we are done reading this. Yeah, yes. it's it's good fodder for like drawing. You just put that on the background. Oh, I, I I love stuff that's good for drawing. And honestly, when you're watching it, you'll go, "This is exactly how we would describe this." Because the because the, the the way that it, the information <laughs> yeah, is presented is just like that. They they're going like based like every time he's like yeah then they fucking <laughs> ripped six uh Klaxon's head off. <laughs> based. based based and red pilled based and red pilled based. Okay, yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's read this without further ado. The animorphs all stood. Oh no. Well, we already read the summary like 20 minutes. Yeah, well, you did. We you read, did. The, yes. we, we read the summary yeah. like 10 we minutes. We got ago. it. The Animorphs all stood within Cassie's barn. As usual, Tobias was up on the rafters, gazing out the window for any intruders. Oh, Axe. yeah. Hold on. Important okay. spoiler okay. for right. the story. Uh, yeah, but so, it happens so, pretty soon in the books. But um, yeah, Tobias was a person. Okay. But then he got okay. stuck. Being a hawk. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you stay in animal form for 24 hours, you get stuck. Their first mission did not go well. I'm pretty sure one of them accidentally got cut. Not accidentally, but got cut in half and then, then you know, turned back. And Tobias was stuck in hawk form. Yes, forever. And he's just he's just always stuck in it now for the rest of he's his life. He's always stuck. Rest of his living yes. days. Yes. That's and he has to consistently he's also fight favorite against hawk <laughs> Yes. Hmm. Which is a thing that they also have to do, like when they're in the animal form. It's just like fight with whatever animal instinct they have. So if like if you were a cat, if you saw a mouse, you'd be like, I got to eat that. <laughs> that shit, I got to eat it. <laughs> it's it's Damn. I believe the, the the less developed of the brain, the harder it is to fight it. Like the termite example I gave. Yes. Fucking okay. Yes. <clears throat> Axe was in andalite form since Cassie's parents were conveniently not home and everyone else was standing around being normal, yet war-hardened teenagers of indiscriminate age. Eric was also there. Yes, this problem was serious enough to involve Eric. I'll be Jake from State Farm. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yep. I know we just did something both hilarious and terrifying, perhaps involving issues of animal and or human rights, and we're expecting a little break. But I had to call this meeting because Eric was discovered, no, has discovered an incredibly dangerous danger that will affect all of us if we don't fix it now. Sergio? Yeah, Sergio has to be the girl. You have to be the women. There's two women. Oh, I I also want to say Eric is a is a is an alien android who helps them out from time to time. There, are, oh yeah, there's also these race of androids that that also on on Earth, but they're good guys. So don't 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 think too much. Okay, about we'll it. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Sounds dangerous. Let's do it. Calm down, axe crazy. Marco yelled. Have I done something to merit a new epithet? No, I was talking about Rachel. Is it common for humans to exchange names when presented with an incredibly dangerous danger? Listen, everyone. We can have our fun, but I have to present the incredibly dangerous danger so the fun feels like more like tension and less like filler. Go ahead. The Yerks have developed a supercomputer program that can assess judicial records, and pick out humans who have committed crimes in the past. Murders, parking tickets, whatever. Using this program, they can summon the humans to court where they have constructed a new entrance to the pool. Once the humans take care of their boring paperwork, the Yorks lead them to the pool, promising to expunge the crime from their record permanently. So what do we have to do? Blow up the supercomputer. Is that really it? We've done worse than that in the past. I thought there was going to be a single, a new single-digit viscer or something. That's not the problem. 
Eric continued. The Animorphs all quieted down and gazed at him very seriously. And what is? Cassie asked. The incredibly dangerous danger is that it will only take 30 pages or so to destroy the supercomputer. You guys need to figure out how to fill 120 more pages with exciting, thought-provoking, funny, and heart-wrenching action. 120 pages? I don't think we've done that much since Rachel got split in half. Oh, more <laughs> crazy Animorphs moments. Uh, I don't know what animal it is, but Rachel uh, sp- splits in Animorph form, and when she comes back, she's two. She, there's two Rachels. I can't remember what happened, but like, th- think of like if I turned into a single cell, my toes, and then came back to human, and there was two of me. I can't remember what animal it was, but that's what they're. What the fuck? Okay, Animorphs moment. Indeed. <clears throat> this is impossible, Marco huffed, throwing himself on a bale of hay. 50. Sure, even 70 maybe, but how can we fill 120 pages? Can this just be a shorter book? You're forgetting the only thing more powerful than Yerks or Andalites or Chi or even the Elemist or and Krayak. And what is this power? Scholastic Publishing House. They won't cheat <laughs> the font. They won't use heavier stock paper. There needs to be 150 pages or else heads will roll. The Animorphs all groaned collectively as Jake massaged his temples. All right, we can do this. We need to brainstorm. We need a plan. How have we cheated in the past? Well, whose book is this? Marco asked. What do you mean? Well, narrating. I mean, depending on that, we can fill between 10 and 40 pages. Cassie only gets 10 because she's boring and happy, and Tobias can stretch his whining into 40 pages. Hey. Tobias said weakly. I think this is something new. Something called third-person omniscient. What is this science? It just means that no one gets a direct perspective. No, I mean, the supercomputer. How scientific is it? Is it Andalite-level science? Does it require a scientific deconstruction? Depending on its level of technological sophistication, I can stretch a solution into... Half a page. You're not talkative enough. If you want to waste some pages, just go find some food you haven't tried yet. Has he tried popcorn? (laughs) Yeah, we brought him to a movie, remember? What about alcohol? That could be hilarious! It could, but you have to remember, this is a book series geared at middle school kids. Kids curious enough about alcohol to try it if it's mentioned in their favorite book series. We can't have the Bible Brigade denounce us, or else sales might suffer. I do not understand. But he eats cigarette butts. One beer can't hurt him too bad, right? Where would you get it? I think this is meant to be Marco. We could find some college kids to morph, walk into a liquor store where Axe drinks the beer and get drunk, and of course he's a lightweight because he's an alien, then you know... Hilarity ensues. I mean, it's not too off the wall. Yerks did go crazy over oatmeal, but I just don't think it's going to fly. Besides, we can't morph sentient species, remember? That! Jake cried out suddenly. Cassie could get all morally superior about something in the mission, and we could argue about it for a while. (laughs) That was half of Book 52, remember? (laughs) Is anything involving this supercomputer remotely sending it? Like, is there an anthill in the way? Or will some human controllers die in the attack? Uh, no, the computer is run by Taxons. Besides, we... Oh, wait, hold on. Taxons. Oh. Oh, this is This is this Marco. Is Marco. Right. <clears throat> no. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, well, no problem. It's okay for us to kill Taxons because they look weird. You sure you don't have a problem destroying a supercomputer, Cassie? Come on. I'm, I mean, is it artificially intelligent at all? Is there the remotest of possibilities that could be self-aware? <laughs> I'm not sure. I doubt it, but it's possible. All right, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> that is at least seven pages or so of arguing about the nature of existence. What else can we do? Uh, we can talk about pop cultural stuff that was already archaic years ago. Yeah, like remember how you like Nine Inch Nails? That was weird. 
How about internet I... memes? We could spend a hilarious scene recreating lolcats in Morph. I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. Those don't exist yet. Does the mission require us to get a new morph? I mean, it's not much, but there's always a problem when I have to require a new morph. No bias offered. The supercomputer is up in the mountains. Do you guys have mountain goats? I, I can't remember. According to Wikipedia, I got a mountain goat in the reunion. What's Wikipedia? Something that could have saved us a lot of time and, and pain on quick, dirty research. <sighs> well, you know, when it, wherever we're a few pages short, there's always an overly detailed morphing sequence. We could do something with feathers or compound eyes. That's two pages. Tops. I mean, that might be helpful if we do three or four morphs in quick succession. Like when Axe and I fell out of the blade ship when the Velik attacked. Whatever happened to that thing anyway? We, we drowned it, remember? That seems kind of stupid. I'm surprised they didn't watch him on shore or something, like Sandman and Spider-Man 3. You guys have to stop that. Spider-Man 3 hasn't come out yet. Shh. I only stop tangents when the plot demands it. Oh, right. Who of us is having <clears throat> personal problems back home? Or better yet, with each other? I don't know how much longer you can try to convince me to be a human for good, Rachel. We've already spent like 200 pages arguing about it. Perhaps I could continue to seek a way to avenge my brother and kill Visser 3. As you may remember, it is my duty, according to Andalite law. Or else, Tobias could finally inform me that my brother sired him. The Animorphs all burst out laughing. Who in God's name would want to read that? No, I think a more interesting thing to talk about. No, I think it's more interesting to talk about an interracial couple in post-racial America. Now that Obama's president. Obama's not president yet. That could work. Angsty preteen romance is much more compelling than blood oaths and life debts. I could have a touching, heartbreaking scene with Tom, which is his brother, by the way. Or there could be another made-up morphing disease, or allergy, or caveat, or something. Seriously, Axe, with all the morph problems morphing causes, you'd think it would have come up with an, an instruction manual, or a first aid kit, or something. Andalite <laughs> science is rather unrestrained. As you recall, Andalite toys run on fusion energy. I feel like we're off track, all over the place. But that's okay, isn't it? I mean, we're wasting pages just discussing how to waste pages. How very meta. The series has always been pretty genre savvy. At my count, we have currently wasted ten of your pages. They're everyone's pages, Axe. Uh, not really. The font is really big. A page should be 250 words. I think we run about 150. So you're saying destroying this supercomputer is only going to take... 4,500 words? I've written final papers longer than that. Really? Well, Everyone asked. no. We're supposed to be middle school kids, but that gets kind of skewed sometimes. We are middle school kids. What do middle school kids do in their spare time? Well, according to us, go to dances, which seem to occur like every week. Go to the mall without getting rides from our parents. Play lots of video games. Free unjustifiably prisoned animals. I did see a petting zoo off of I-5. <laughs> Tobias, are you thick? Don't mention the actual freeway. The Yerks are going to figure out where we live. Wait, do you all still really believe they don't know? A metropolitan area large enough for a local theme park, mall, skyscraper laden downtown, not to mention the kinds of wild animals we've required. I mean, the fact that we live near dolphins and whales really only leaves like two or three options. Not to mention that we never really needed to hide where we live in the first place, considering the Yerk Pool is in our hometown, and it seems to be the only one in the country. Are you saying I've potentially avoided a rabid fan base by obfuscating my last name for no good reason? Well, uh, yeah. God damn it. Whoa, whoa, language. Eric cried out. Oh, so, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. A bunch of emotionally distraught war heroes who can't drink or swear. Very realistic. We laugh our pain away, Marco. Or eat. Or fight. Or wine. I think that's the solution. 
Character development. 120 pages is not an obstacle, it's an opportunity. Sure, Tobias could angst some more, but make it original, okay? Axe, maybe you should talk a little bit more about how you want to avenge your brother, or about your heartbreak over Estrid. Rachel, it would be really interesting to see how you handled your bloodthirsty nature before the war, maybe in a flashback. Uh, Marco, a anytime you talk about your family is usually a goldmine of character development. Jake, anything about your family as long as it doesn't involve any dead grandparents? Cassie, I, I don't fucking know. I mean, I, I guess you could have a sweet romantic moment with Jake. It, it kind of sucks being the only normal one sometimes, doesn't it? The Animorphs stop and all looked at each other uncomfortably. We do that like all the, all, all the time, though. I think this should be fun, not serious. Maybe we should find out who this third person narrator is. You 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 want to know what the real incredibly dangerous danger is? Her. The narrator, unwilling to sacrifice herself in pursuit of a full book, decided to stop the story there. Well, that was so fun. Interesting. That was really good because it had the, the the thing to just kind of get like, I feel like whenever you go meta, it's you're on a very slippery slope of it just kind of becoming like, okay, yeah, I get it. But I think this this pokes fun at Animorphs in a very good way, which actually made me realize something that Animorphs is structured like a tokusatsu show because quite <laughs> literally the Yerk invasion is only on this one town and they also get new morphs like rangers and riders get like new power-ups and toys and the final battle sees the the yurks finally going you know what fuck it i'm getting off my ass it's time to actually do shit damn you're right and uh, i hate that you're right about that <laughs> how many books are there in animorphs a lot that's about as many episodes as there are in a common rider season oh roughly yeah yeah, I mean, they do, like, oh, go to other dimensions and space and, like, time travel, but I, I'm pretty sure for, for most of the book, they are just concentrated in, in their one town. One as they town. mentioned, yeah. the, the, so, so, so every 72 hours, a year has to leave its human host called a controller and return to the Yerk pool, where they have to, like, there, there's, like, this energy that's in the pool that they have to soak in, and usually that's the time that you go get the Yerks, is when they've left and they've gone to the pool and they go and blow up the pools. Well, if they can't get back to the pool, then they just starve and die. So it's like you blow up the pools, you starve the Yerks, or you get them when they're in the pool. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, they are teenagers after all. They're like tweens because they're in middle school. Well, they are tweenagers after all. Yes. 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 Well, that was fun. I'm 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 glad that we had a good ha ha time. I, I like my comedy fan fictions. I, I they're a lot more fun to read for me. Yeah, that was really. Yes, fun. they are. I liked Man. it. Which thankfully... which did you like better, guys? I, I think I liked uh, the the Twilight one because fart jokes make me giggle sometimes. The, the Twilight one I think was overall funnier, but uh, yes. they were both they were both entertaining in their own I, way. I think if you knew more about Animorphs, the Animorphs yeah. ones is yeah. really good. You had to be but... there, man. You had to be yeah, there. I, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, I I have to give these two this one because there it's not every day that I am checking the internet and I see somebody recommend an Animorphs fan fiction. True. So I was like, that's mm -hmm. obviously there. There's we have some more in fan and HQ that we can obviously bring out when the time requires it. So yeah. uh, hopefully, you know, if people, if people like the funny ha ha's, then maybe we should keep doing funny ha ha's. Yeah. Talk to maybe. us about the funny ha ha's. We did us. Yeah. I will throw my ass prove, back. And prove enjoy. to us you exist. How about that? Yeah. Ooh, that I was going to make good. a joke. That's pretty good. Yeah. That the I was going to make a joke that the author recommending that other Twilight fanfic uh, was a viewer recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically right, look, good matt, enough matt do you listen to our your own podcast no i don't have the time damn well i guess he's we can't in count that most as a viewer of the recommendation. true this is what true that? what was that i missed we, what you said michael i said well we can't count it as a viewer recommendation then if you're not listening to it mm, true true so all you have to do is, you know, listen to this episode and then we'll count it. All right. Well, we'll do that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Or just listen yeah. to one of the ones you're not in. Oh, like yeah. The do, book that, club do that. Episode. Listen to the book club. Ooh, episode. The book club. Is that one out yet? It's, it's out. Uh, it will I, be. I think so. Yes. Anyway, it, 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 it will be. It will be. Oh, my yes, God. It will be out. 
I will have to go listen to the book club episode. And you should too, viewers. It'll be great. It'll make you throw your ass back. Oh, yeah. On the shore. Oh, yeah. On the shore? Goddamn. On the shore. Goddamn. Okay. We love you. I you know what? Today I love you. I love them. Damn. Animorphs really bringing the love.